Rothy's.com, add comfort to your gift list, beat our styles from men's and women's shoes to a whole wide array of bags, discover sustainable styles made for all, better for the planet. Rothy's believes there is a way to do things, one that puts the planet and its people first, from better materials to manufacturing and of and finally, to recycling, Rothy's is committed to closing the gap at every step. Give $20, get $20. Tell a friend about Rothy's and you'll both get two $20 off your next purchase. So go ahead, tell a friend the gift of choice that takes the guesswork out of gifting with a pick that never goes out of style. Stay in the know. Try Rothy's today for better comfortable shoes that are better for the planet. Good morning. Today's Flotus story is Dolly Madison, the wife of James Madison. Dolly Todd Madison, knee pain, May 20th, 1768 to July 12th, 1849, was the wife of James Madison, the fourth president of the United States from 1809 to 1817. She was noted for holding Washington social functions in which she invited members of both political parties, essentially spearheading the concept of bipartisan cooperation. Previously, founders such as Thomas Jefferson would only meet with members of one party at a time, and politics could often be a violent affair, resulting in physical altercations and even duels. Madison helped to create the idea that members of each party could amicably socialize, network, and negotiate with each other without violence. By innovative political institutions as a wife of James Madison, Dolly Madison did much to define the role of the president's spouse, known only much later by the title First Lady, a function she had sometimes performed earlier for the widow Thomas Jefferson. Madison also helped to finish a newly constructed White House when the British set fire to it in 1814. She was credited with saving Gilbert Stewart's classic 1796 portrait of George Washington. She directed her personal slave apologetic to save it. In widowhood, she often lived in poverty, aggravated by her son John Payne, Todd's alcoholism, and mismanagement of their Montepillar plantation. To relieve her debts, she sold off the plantation and his remaining slaves and her late husband's papers. Surveys of historians concepted, conducted periodically by the Siena College Research Institute since 19 have consistently found Madison to rank among the six most highly regarded first ladies by the assessments of historians. historians. Early life and first marriage. Madison was born as Dolly Payne on May 20, 1768 in a log cabin in New Garden, Guilford County, present-day Greensboro, North Carolina, to Mary Coles and John Payne, Jr. Her parents had married in 1761, uniting two prominent Virginia families. Little is known about the family's life before 1793, when Madison was 25, because few documents have survived Madison's earliest known letter dates to 1783. Mary Coles was from a Quaker family, and two years after their marriage, the couple applied former applied for membership in the Cedar Creek meeting. The application was considered for a very lengthy time before they were admitted in 1765. He would become a fervent member of the faith. The family had moved to New Garden, a Quaker community, in 1765. Madison was the family's third child and the first daughter. The family had enslaved nursemaid, had an enslaved nursemaid. In early 1769, the Paines returned to Virginia for reasons that, were, that are unclear. Historians Catherine Alger and Richard N. Cote have speculated in their biographical works on her, on her, on her that the family may have wanted to return to their extended van because uncomfortable, 
become uncomfortable with the religion, face local opposition, or failed at farming or business. Madison would later downplay her North Carolina birth, claiming herself to be a Virginia-born Virginia born when visiting an uncle in North Carolina. The family returned to City Creek, where within four years they had moved at least twice. They eventually settled on a 176-acre, 71-hectare farm several miles outside of the of Scotch Town. Massa grew up on the farm, working the land with the rest of her family. She was given a strict Quaker upbringing and education, which Cote describes, describes her as chafing under. Madison grew close to her extended family in the area. She had three younger sisters, Lucy, Anna, and Mary, and four brothers, Walter, William, Tim, William Temple, Isaac, and John, two of whom were younger. Her father did not participate in the American Revolutionary War as his faith practiced pacifism, and Elgar writes that Madison was seemingly little affected by it. By 1783, John Payne had emancipated his slaves, as did numerous slaveholders in the Upper South. Payne, as a Quaker, had long encouraged manumission, but the act was not legal in Virginia until 1782. When Madison was 15, Payne moved his family to Philadelphia, at the time the second largest American city. They lived at 57 North 3rd Street and transferred to the local Northern District. While living there, Madison often visited Haddonfield, New Jersey, where many Quakers lived. She also met Eliza Collins and Dorothea Abrams in Philadelphia, with whom she became lifelong friends. During her early years, Payne likely received formal education, though it is not known what this was. Alger concludes that it was likely better than most Americans at the time, while Cote notes that it was probably no more than a basic one. Madison grew into a young woman who Cote Rice was described as one of the fairest of the fair. Upon the family's move to Philadelphia, John had attempted to build a career as a starch manufacturer, but the business failed in 1789. This was seen as a weakness as it, at his Quaker meetings for which he was expelled. He was devastated by his, this failure and died on October 24, 1792. Mary Payne initially made ends meet by opening her home as a boarding house beginning in 1791. Before his death, John had arranged Madison's marriage to John Todd, a Philadelphia lawyer. According to Alger, Madison had rejected marriage with Todd previously, and John's marriage arrangement was manipulation. Conversely, Cote considers the marriage to have been for love, not just duty. They were married on January 7, 1790 at a Quaker meeting house. Madison's friend Eliza Collins was her bridesmaid. The couple moved several blocks away into a high-quality neighborhood. Marriage and Family Madison and Todd had two sons, John Payne, called Payne, born February 29, 1792, and William Temple, born July 4, 1793. According to Algar, their marriage grew into a loving, happy partnership. Madison's sister, Anna Payne, moved in with them. In August 1793, a yellow fever epidemic broke out in Philadelphia, killing 5,019 people in four months. Madison was hit particularly hard, losing her husband's son, William, mother-in-law, and father-in-law. Two of her older brothers died just two years later, and Cote writes that she was never fully recovered from the emotional toll of these, of these deaths. While undergoing the loss of much of her family, she also had to take care of her surviving son without financial support. While her husband left her money in his will, her brother-in-law withheld the funds, and she sued him for what she was owed. Aaron Burr, who had once stayed at the boarding house of Madison's mother, assisted her in these efforts, offering legal advice. In a will written around that time, Burr was named the guardian of Madison's only surviving son. Second marriage. Madison, at the time, 
named Dolly Todd soon met James Madison. Their relationship was facilitated by Burr, a longtime friend of Madison. In May 1794, Burr made the formal introduction between the young widow and Madison, who at 43 was long-standing bachelor, 17 years her senior. A brisk courtship followed by August. Dog, by August, Dolly Madison accepted his marriage proposal. He, as he was not a Quaker, she was expelled from the Society of Friends for marrying outsider. After which, Dolly Madison began attending Episcopal services. Despite her Quaker upbringing, there is no evidence that she disapproved of James as a slaveholder. They were married on September 15, 1794, and lived in Philadelphia for the next three years. In 1797, after eight years in the House of Representatives, James Madison retired from politics. He returned to, with his family to Montpelier, the Madison family plantation in Orange County, Virginia. There, they expanded the house and settled in. When Thomas Jefferson was elected at, as the third president of the United States in 1800, he asked James Madison to serve as Secretary of State. James Madison accepted and moved with Dolly Madison, her son Payne, and her sister Anna and their domestic slaves to Washington on F Street. They took they took a large house as Dolly Madison believed that entertaining would be important in the new capital. In Washington, 1801-1817, Madison worked with the architect Benjamin Henry Latrobe to furnish the White House, the first official resident built for the President of the United States. She sometimes served as widower. Jefferson's hostess for official ceremonial functions, Madison would become a crucial part of the Washington social circle, befriending the wives of numerous diplomats like Sarah Martinez de Euro, Euro Y-R-U-J-O, wife of the ambassador of Spain and Marie Angelique Thoreau, the wife of the French ambassador. Her charm precipitated a diplomatic crisis called the Mary Affair after Jefferson escorted Madison to the dining room instead of the wife of Anthony Mary, English diplomat to the U.S. In, in a major faux pas. In the approach to the 1808 presidential election with Thomas Jefferson ready to retire, the Democratic Republican Caucus nominated James Madison to succeed him. He was elected the fourth president of the United States, serving two terms from 1809 to 1817, and Madison became the official White House hostess. Madison had often been the unofficial hostess at the White House during Jefferson's presidency, while the term First Lady was not yet in use. Madison's role as hostess became official when her own husband assumed the presidency. Madison helped to define the official functions, decorated the executive mansion, and welcomed visitors in her drawing room. She was renowned for her social graces and hospitality and contributed to her husband's popularity as president. She was the only First Lady given an honorary seat on the floor of Congress and the first American to respond to a telegraph message. In 1812, James was re-elected. Later that year, he delivered a war request to Congress in the beginning of the War of 1812. Burning of Washington, 1814. After the United States declared war in 1812 and attempted to invade <coughs> Canada in 1813, a British force attacked Washington. In 1814, as approached and the White House staff hurriedly prepared to flee, Madison ordered her personal slave, Paul Judge, said to Stuart painting a copy of the Lansdowne portrait as she wrote in a letter to her sister at 3 o'clock in the afternoon on August 23rd. Our kind friend, Mr. Carroll, had become too hasty in my departure in a and in a very bad humor with me because I insist on waiting until the large picture of General Washington is secured and it requires to be unscrewed from the wall. The process was found too tedious for these perilous moments. I have ordered the frame to be broken and the canvas taken out. It is done and the precious portrait placed in the hands of two gentlemen from New York for safekeeping. On handing the canvas to the gentleman in question, Messrs. Barker and 
Did Pister, Mr. Susat, caution them against rolling it up, saying they would destroy the portrait? He was moved to this. He was moved to this because Mr. Barkov started to roll it up for a greater convenience for carrying. Popular accounts during and after the war years attended to portray Madison as one of the who removed the painting, and she became a national heroine. In 1865, memoirs by Jenny stated that she had ordered him to save the painting, and that Jean. Pierre Sousat and a gardener, McGraw, were the ones to remove it from the wall. Early 20th century historians note that Sousat had directed to service many of whom were slaves in the crisis and that the house slaves were the ones who actually preserved the painting. Dolly Madison hurried away in her waiting carriage along with other families fleeing the city. They went to Georgetown and the next day were, they crossed over the Puerto Macinto, Virginia. When the couple returned to Washington, the White House was uninhabitable, and Dolly and James Madison moved into the Octagon House. In Montpelier, 1817-1837, on April 6, 1817, a month after his retirement from the presidency, Dolly and James Madison returned to the Montpelier Plantation in Orange County, Virginia. In 1830, Madison's son, Payne Ton, who had never found a career, went to debtors' prison in Philadelphia, and the Madisons sold land in Kentucky and mortgaged half of the Mount Peeler Plantation to pay his debts. James died at Mount Peeler on June 28, 1836. He was 85 years old. Madison remained at Mount Peeler for a year. Her niece Anna Payne moved in with her and Todd came for a lengthy stay. During this time, Madison organized and copied her husband's papers. Congress authorized $55,000 of payment for editing and publishing seven volumes of the Madison papers, including his unique notes on the 1787 convention. In the fall of 1837, Madison returned to Washington, charging Todd with the care of the plantation. She and her sister Anna moved into a house bought by Anna and her husband Richard Cutts on Lafayette Square. Madison took Paul James with her as a butler, and he was forced to leave his wife and children in Virginia. In Washington, 1837-1849, while Dolly Madison was living in Washington, Payne Todd was unable to manage the plantation due to alcoholism and related illness. She tried to raise money by selling the rest of the president's papers, but was able to find a buyer. Jennings attempted to, uh, to negotiate purchasing his freedom. She had previously witnessed a, a will in 1841, which would free Jennings after her death, though not her other slaves. She instead sold him to an insurance agent for $200 in 1846. Six months later, Senator Daniel Wilson interviewed to buy him from the new owner and gave Jennings his freedom, for which he repaid. The senator for in work. Madison sold Montpelier, its remaining slaves, and the furnishes to pay off outstanding debts. Jennings later recalled in his memoir. In the last days of her life, before Congress purchased her husband's paper, she was in a state of absolute poverty, and I think sometimes suffered for her necessaries of life. While I was a servant to Mr. Webster, he often sent me to her with a market basket full of provisions and told me whenever I saw anything in the house that I thought she was in need of to take it to her. I often did this in occasion to give her small sums from my own pocket, though I had years before bought my freedom of her. In 1848, Congress agreed to buy their, the rest of James Madison's papers for the sum of $22,000 or $25,000. In 1845, Dolly Madison was baptized into St. John's Episcopal Church, Lafayette Square, in Washington, D.C. On February 28, 1844, Madison was with President John Tyler while aboard the USS Princeton when the peacemaker cannon exploded in the process and be, of being fired while Secretary of State and Navy Abel P. Upshur and Thomas Walker Gilmore, Tyler's future father-in-law, David Gardner, and three others were killed. Tyler and Madison escaped unharmed.
She has photographed on, on at least two occasions, making her the earliest first lady to have a surviving photograph with four dagger types known to survive as of 2021. Three photos were taken on, on July 4th, 1848, including one featuring her niece, Anna Payne. The final one was taken in 1849, featuring President James Polk, his wife Sarah Polk, first President James Buchanan, future President James Buchanan, and first, future First Lady Harriet Lane. Dolly Madison died at her home in Washington in 1849 at the age of 81. She was first buried in the Congressional Cemetery in Washington, D.C., but later was reinterred re at Montpelier next to her husband. She was buried in a, an airtight air fist metallic burial case with a glass window plate for viewing the face of the deceased. Honors. Madison's During World War II, the living ship SS Dolly Madison was built in Panama City, Florida, and named in her honor. Madison was a member of the inaugural class of Virginia women in history in 2000. Spelling of her name. In the past, biographers and others stated that her aunt gave that her given name was Dorothea after her aunt or Dorothy, and that Dolly was a nickname. But her birth was registered with the New Garden Friends meeting as Dolly, and her will in 18 states I Dolly P Madison. Based on a manuscript evidence and the scholarship of recent papers, Dolly, spelled I-E, appears to have been her given name at birth. On the other hand, the print press, especially newspapers, tended to spell it Dolly with Y. For example, the Halliwell Maine Gazette, February 8, 1815, P4, refers to how the Congress of Madame Dolly Madison and allows of 14000 to purchase new furniture and the New Bedford. Massachusetts on March 3rd, 1837, page 2, referred to a number of important papers from her late husband and said that Mrs. Dolly with a Y Madison would be paid by the Senate for these historical manuscripts. Several magazines at, of the time also used the Dolly with a Y spelling, such as the Knickerbocker, February 1837, page 165, as did many popular magazines of the 1860s to 1890s. She was referred to as Mistress Dolly with a Y in an essay from Muncie's magazine in 1896. Her grandniece Lucia Lucia Beverly Cuts in her memoirs and letters of Dolly with a Y Madison, wife of James Madison, President of the United States. 1896 uses Dolly with a Y consistently throughout. Representation of the media. Cecil B. DeMille, The Buccaneer, 1938 film, played by Spring Byington. Irving Stone, Magnus Doll, 1946 film, directed by Frank Borzage, Universal Pictures, Brown, Rita May, Dolly, a novel of Dolly Madison and Love and War, New York, Pantan Books, 1994, reprint Presidential Wives Series, Huntington, New York, Novel History Publications, 2001. 1999, Dolly Madison commemorates Silver Dollar. Legacy, Virginia State Route 123 is named Dolly Madison Boulevard from McLean, Virginia to George Washington Memorial Parkway. Regarded by historians, since 1982, Seattle College Research Institute has conducted surveys asking historians to assess American first ladies according to a cumulative score on the, on the independent criteria of their background, value to the country, intelligence, courage, accomplishments, integrity, leadership, bringing their own women, public image, and value to the president consistently. Madison has ranked among the six most highly regarded first ladies in these surveys. In terms of cumulative assessment, Madison has been ranked 
fourth best of 42 in 1982, fourth best of 37 in 1993, third best of 38 in 2003, sixth best of 38 in 2008, and fourth best of 39 in 2014. In the 20 and 2008 standard research survey, Madison was ranked in the top four of all criteria, ranking the fourth highest in value to the country and fifth highest in public image. In 2014 survey, Madison and her husband were ranked the fifth highest out of four first couples in terms of being a power couple. Thank you for listening to this uh, chat uh, episode on Dolly Madison, wife of fourth U.S. President James Madison. Stay safe, have a happy fourth, and have a good week.